Okay, guys. So we're back with episode number seven, and I this one is kind of near and dear to me because my guest this week is Alvin Brown, who is a physiotherapist, an osteopath, life coach, public speaker, author. I mean, the list goes on and on. But those of you in the GTA may know Alvin Brown already. Uh, those of you not in the GTA are going to get to know him now. But the reason this podcast is important is. I get a lot of DMs from people about relationships, about how to deal with the stress of competing, um, how to deal with self-doubt and overcoming self-doubt and overcoming hurdles in life. And I had all of my own, including anxiety and things like that. And uh, Alvin Brown was one of the people that helped me learn how to get through them. And I still use some of the practices uh, me and him had discussed uh, in our time working together. Uh, the only reason I don't work with Alvin Brown anymore is because Alvin is based in Toronto and I'm in Windsor. So we're about four hours apart. So I don't have that luxury any longer. But uh, without further ado, uh, Alvin, would you like to say hello and greet everybody? All right. Uh, Fuad, man, I'm, I appreciate you having me on here. This is awesome. I'm looking forward to it, brother. I'm looking forward to love connecting with you and, you know, I appreciate everything you do. Um. I want to get right into it and I want to, um, I want to touch on a couple things that they're, they're DMS that I'm, I'm constantly getting from people that, yeah. uh, always need to be answered. And I don't know if I'm hundred percent qualified to answer them, but I know you are. So one of the ones I get more than anything is how do you feel about relationships and how in the bodybuilding world and how some people have trouble getting support from their families and friends and it kind of dissuades them from wanting to be bodybuilders or makes it even harder on them than bodybuilding already is because they're not getting the support from their family and friends. How do they, how do they navigate those relationships and try and keep them intact and try and get that support that we're all looking for? You know, here's the thing about it. Um, bodybuilding is no different than being an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur at the end of the day, you're, going to be if you want this thing to be successful and to survive it's going to take a lot of your time but it means the same way it's a very selfish sport meaning that anyone who does it female male they'll realize sooner or later that it's it's all about you at for eight 16 weeks or maybe more it's going to be just about what you eat meticulous entrepreneurship's the same thing you know since i've been on this journey for 20 odd years now 24 years 25 years Man, you know, if if I'm not here at work, I'm 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 home with the, you know with my family, and I don't go out much socially, and so it's just, it's kind of the same. Any any venture you want to get into that takes time, dedication, and mastery, it's gonna eat up your time. So the big thing I found, I've been with my wife now for 34 years. I met her in '84, and it's constant communication, man. It's constant communication. It's constant. You and your partner have dialogue about what's involved in this. Even when I was going to go have kids, you know, I, I made a, I made a, we kind of sat down and made a plan. You know, do you want to stay at home or I'll stay at home. I don't mind staying at home, but one of us is going to sacrifice. So it has to be, you got to make a decision. Who's going to, who's going to do it. And luckily for me, my wife loved being a mom. So she didn't mind staying at home, but, she had to understand though that I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be there as much as I can for as many things as I can, but otherwise it's just gonna have to be what it is. And you gotta have to understand that, right? So, so, you're, the so big, you're, 
So your advice is to kind of like get people prepared ahead of time for what they're, what they're, what they're going to endure. Yeah, man, they gotta, they gotta understand what they're getting into and, and be on the same page all the way on now, the same page. What do you say to the kid who says, okay, Alvin, but I told them what it's going to take. And I, I, my family and my friends just think it's stupid and, and they don't, they think what I'm doing is dumb or they think it's unhealthy. They think I'm hurting myself. What should I do to convince them? Or do I just ignore them and, and cut those people out of my life? Like, how do I deal with this when I have people just constantly working against me already? Yeah. So, you know what, in anything to be successful, anything, read biographies, no one's going to believe in your dream, man. It, it's not their dream. They're not, they're going to want you to be safe. They want to have you at home. It's comfort for them to, to know where you are going to be and you're getting home at three and you know, we can watch TV or go in the garden or whatever it is. Everyone wants you to be at home. And we want that too from our partner sometimes. But if it's your dream, if it's your passion, it's just going to, they're going to have to understand that's where you, that's where you got to have to make that deal. You know, and the other thing that I wanted to elaborate on a little bit is the other promise you have to make though, is that when you are home, you are engaged in what they want to do. It's, it's, it's not going to be 24 hours all about you. When you're, when you make that promise for the 16 hours, whatever it is that you are focused on your passion, the extra eight, it's yours. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to dedicate it to you. Cause one like, thing I did when, with my kids, uh, I got four kids with my kids. What, one thing I did was I made sure I was at every game, although I was on my computer up in the field, I never sat yeah. with any parents. Yeah. I never sat with parents cause they're always talking about some shit. I was up in the field on my computer watching the game. But when I got back in the car, when I drive my kid home, me and him are downloading the game, what happened in the game. Yeah. So it's that mix. It's that mix that I make sure that I never missed a recital and I never missed a game. But otherwise, I'm, I'm at work, you know? So, okay, so relationship-wise, we established that you have to give, even if you only have uh, a fraction of time, Yeah. you have to give it to people in as much quality as possible to make them feel like they can endure the selfish part that you're going to go through every day. Yeah. But I, I, I just want to circle back to it one more time. Yeah. How do I deal with the mom? Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you a story. For example, when I started, and I'm, I'm not yeah. sure if I've already told you this story album, but when I started bodybuilding, I was uh, 21. I had won my first show. Yeah. And after my first show, me and my brother, I still remember it like it was yesterday. He was dropping me off at a friend's. We were in his car. And, uh, he, I told him I want to keep bodybuilding and he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, I, I got a really good feeling from it. I, I think it's something I can really be good at and I really enjoy it. And I think I want to do it for a living. Mm -hmm. And he did everything he could to talk me out of it in that conversation. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. It's unhealthy. You're not going to make any money. You're never going to be successful. Nobody from Canada makes it blah, 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 such and such and such. Yeah. I got out of the car and obviously I ignored him. Yeah. But is that your advice to other people coming up? Like if your brother or your friend or whatever is trying to say, don't do it. Do you yeah. just either, is it, is it either like you accept what I'm doing and you can be part of my life or you're gone? Yeah. Or do you have to give in to those people? No, I wouldn't say gone. I would say I'm going to limit my time around you if you don't believe in what I'm doing at the end of the day, because you know, everything you just described about your brother, I heard that from people very close to me. When I got into massage therapy yeah. back in the nineties, 
what are you doing? It's a luxury. Who's going to go to it? That's what a friend said to my yeah. wife. You know, yeah. what's he doing getting into that? It's a luxury. And, you know, wasn't he do something real? And, and so that, but that put a chip on my shoulder to prove them wrong. And even when I started to open up my coaching division yeah. of what I do, even my lovely, amazing, supportive wife said, why are you doing that? Because I don't have any friends that use that. So That's why right. are you doing yeah. And I had to push back. I had yeah. to push back against her to, I, that actually, I love, I love when people doubt. For me personally, doubt, it's the fuel. I, I actually get too complacent when you agree with me. Yeah. I yeah. Love so actually brings me to another point I wanted to ask you about the coaching thing. A lot of people, it's funny because as bodybuilders, um, we think we're hard and we're tough and we're not supposed to be sensitive and we're not supposed to have emotions and all these things. And anxiety is, is part of emotion. Um, when you told me you were a life coach, I was at a point where my anxiety was to the point where I needed some help. And, uh, I didn't want to go see a traditional, uh, psychotherapist or anything like that. So we had started discussing, what do you say to the guy who's having some issues either with, the pressures of competing or uh, trying to put a business together with his bodybuilding career or is having trouble with any type of self-help issues or mental, mental health issues. What do you say to that guy who says uh, life coaching is not real. It's not for me. And I, and I don't trust anybody to tell me how to live my life, et cetera, et cetera. How do you, how does somebody get over that hurdle and come in and say, yeah, Alvin, I need your help. Right. All right, so I got to tell you something, you know, being Jamaican, um, that, that's also like, really, you don't accept help. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to generalize. I don't know if there's anybody listening who is, who would go against that. But at the end of the day, I'm going to say generalize. We don't see psychotherapists, man. We don't even know what that is. You know, yeah. kind of thing. Coach, life coach, you never see that. So for me, accepting help was a huge thing. I mean, I, I don't need anybody was my thought. But when you think about it, Tiger, what's some of the best people in the world? When I started research, it's some of the best in the world, especially today. You look at today, nutrition coach. I mean, back in the day when I was fighting, you didn't, you didn't use all of that. I, I never got body work done until I saw somebody doing it in Cuba. I didn't know anybody that was getting yeah. this help. So now everybody's got, there's a, you can't, there's a great quote I heard. <clears throat> it said, you can't see the frame of the picture that you're in. If you're in the frame, you can't see it. So how you know that you're making an error that you're you're and and your mind the same mind that creates a problem can't be the mind that gets you out of it so mm -hmm. someone is there who's walking the path ahead of you who make that their passion and they can give you the, the steps that you need so you can focus on what you do best which is getting into the gym which is driving hard why the hell are you going to go where you're going to read self-help books and try to figure why bother focus you only have so much amount of time and energy focus on lifting the weights focus on being the best bodybuilder in the world someone else can go here's the frame i'm seeing your frame it's a little dented let's straighten that out let's fix yeah. that up there's a, errors you're making in maybe what you're thinking what you're saying what you're doing and just tweak and you're back on board right it's a team so you need a team where where does the confidence come from you know like you've helped me a lot and i'm sure you've helped mm -hmm. other people where does the confidence come from for you to say yeah you know what i can I can help you. I know what you should be doing. I know, I know why you're thinking the things you're thinking. I know how to help you get past this. How does, where did you get that from? 
Yeah. Because it's not really something, it's not really something you go to school for. I mean, you can go to school to be a therapist, but what you do is not really therapy. It's more just, uh, helping the person see clearly. Yeah. Uh, is the way I would describe it. Yeah. A couple of, a couple of answers to that. And that's a really, really good question. Here's why, because I've suffered too. My first, when I first started doing martial arts, I, I choked. I was amazing in the gym, man. I could, you couldn't beat me in the gym. I was awesome. Get out on the floor. I was choking. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't even know why. As soon as you told me that this was for the medal, every time you put a pressure on me and tell me that this was for the medal, this is the medal round, I choked. I, I know that. Guys who shouldn't beat me, should be beating me. Yeah. So I figured out that later on, like later on, after my career was done, and I started to really go, what the fuck happened to me? Like, why am I, why am I brilliant in the gym and then choking out here? I made it, that put me on a path of going, why? Yeah. Why? And what I found out was it was my, when I went to do a thing, I just randomly showed up and my fingers crossed. Hopefully I had a, a good fight that day. Hopefully I had a good performance that day. It was a hope. I found that great people don't hope. They put themselves in a state that yeah. gets them. You, you'll never see great people just show up. <laughs> yeah. There's preparation like crazy, man. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so you've been through your own struggles, so you know what it feels like. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean, though, when you touch on the pressures. Because in the gym, when I'm posing before a show, I got it down. Everything is there. My body looks great. My food is great. But I've, you've, yeah. you know me, I've had my own uh, episodes of self-sabotage with the Arnolds. And usually it comes with a show that's so big that I can't, I had trouble wrestling with it. And uh, so I've been down that same road where I was like in the gym, I got everything down pat. But as soon as the, the show gets closer, the bigger the show, yeah, the more that pressure starts to eat away at you. Yeah. So your experiences are what help you teach your clients how to get through things. Yeah. And you know what? 24 years of listening, the beauty of my job and, and anybody who does anything, personal service trainers, bartenders, they know people reveal a lot to you when they're in that vulnerable state to relax and, and they feel safe. So I, I have heard just about everything. Mm -hmm. This room, I call my, my room, my lab. Yeah, I you I don't know if there's anything you can tell me that I haven't heard in some way. So yeah. both my personal experience and because I was afraid, I thought I was afraid of fighting at one point. You know, I I, my, I watched my brothers and my sisters. Man, they could they if the wind changed directions, man, they'd be fighting. I'm yeah. like, how oh God, why do they like that? You know, so I had to. I'm like, what's wrong with me? I was thinking, you know, so I wanted to go out and learn everything I could about being the baddest man on the planet. I wanted to, I, I studied martial arts. I got two black belts, I pedo, taekwondo, I boxed, I bounced, I, you know, but it didn't fill that mental side to me. Yeah. It didn't fix anything. I just learned a bunch of things to be proficient, but it didn't fix anything. I knew it was between my ears. Mm -hmm. I had to fix between my ears. So that's why I went on a quest. And that's why I love working with athletes because athletics, and you look at the, currently, you look at this guy uh, playing basketball in the Raptors, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, this guy, everyone's, the biggest thing about that whole thing that came out of that with Kawhi is his mental state. Everyone's yeah. focused. How does this guy keep, every, and he's, in fact, is, and it's infectious. He's keeping a whole bench focused mentally. You see, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I love it. That's what I love about it. What, 
so what advice would you give somebody? I, I know a lot of people listening may have a show coming up, but maybe their first show, maybe their fifth yeah. show, maybe a pro show, who knows? What advice are you going to, what advice would you give somebody coming up to those shows? Cause I, I just actually got this DM yesterday. The guy says to me, I have self doubt every night. It's crippling. Sometimes I can't sleep. Sometimes I don't want to go to the gym because I feel there's like, there's no point, but I'm pushing through. Obviously the pressure is getting to this guy. So what do you say to these people that are always doubting themselves and the pressure seems to just cripple them at times? Right. So a couple of things on that one, they're, they're making it about them. Here's something that I, here's something that I realized after my study and introspection is that, that those people who say they're shy are actually got a big ego, believe it or not. Because what they're doing is they're making it about them. When I go on stage for the speak, you know, when I MC for your show, I don't give a shit about me. Yeah. I know it's about the audience having a good time. So here's a great experiment that anybody listening can do. If you're afraid, if you got, you know, afraid of going in front of a crowd and you think about this, you're in an auditorium, a thousand people are sitting out there and you got to go out and say something. Immediately you get tense. But if there was a fire in the hallway, and you got yeah. to tell those people that to get out of that auditorium, you'd run up there and tell them because you want to save lives. See, yeah. when someone's afraid to go out and do something, they're making it about them. It ain't about you, man. It ain't yeah. about you. I see what you're saying, actually. That makes a lot of sense. Because if you're trying to save them from the fire, you're not worried about how they're going to judge you. You're just trying to get them out of their seats and get oh. them to react. That's and you're it. trying to help them. But yeah. you're right. If the speech is about is your speech and it's not nothing critical. Now you're thinking, well, how are they going to judge me? How are they going to look at me? How, what are they going to think of me? And yeah, yeah you're right. All, it all becomes about you and nothing else. But in saying that, yeah, a bodybuilding show is about you though. So if I'm stressed out because I'm like, I'm going to go on stage and I have these seven judges sitting in front of me, they're going to judge me. Yeah. And there's going to be a bunch of people in the audience and there's going to be the viral and there's a social media aspect and how are people going to think about me? And then this, this kind of thing can be all these things can compound on top of each other and kind of start yeah. to really eat away at you. Yeah. So how do you navigate that and just keep training? All right. Just, just stay so, focused. Yeah. Again, these are such good questions because the word me, see when they're judging you're judging your body. You're judging the package that you brought to the, to the stage, not you. When we use the word me, it becomes personal. It becomes, we feel it, it makes it more personal. Uh. For instance, I'm going to give you an, I'm going to give you an example. I'm dealing with this lady right now. She's looking for an apartment. She's a single mom looking for an apartment. So she's putting applications in and it's very tough now to find a place apparently. So she says, you know, what am I going to do about it? I feel like, you know, Every time I put an appointment, no one, they're rejecting me. I said, are they rejecting you or are they rejecting the application? Because they yeah. don't know you. But the yeah. minute when you make it about me, it, it, the judges, and you think about this, Fred, when you're looking at a guy on stage, you don't give a shit about that guy. You're looking at his body. That's right. Her, That's you're right. judging the body, That's not right. me. So when you can walk on stage and go, did I put the best package together that they want to see yeah. the package? Then I'm going to step on in and show the package. I, they don't give a shit about you. I see what right. you're saying. So you're taking the you're taking the personal side out of it completely, and you're making it objective. So now it your is. your body is just a, a literally a vehicle 
and you're, you're taking the soul out of it because you're right. If you say me now it's personal, there's emotion behind it. And that emotion is actually what's crippling. Yeah. Judgment. See what, what happens when you use the word me is it goes beyond your body into you, the person. Yeah. 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 Like you're, you're, you're thinking you're judging me now. Now it goes back to some childhood shit that I, that, that, that oh, they judge me. They made me feel bad. And that's right. Me, me, me. We do it all day. We drive through, we think people cut us off because it's me. We're going to go attack them now because you cut me. They didn't cut you off. They didn't even probably see you. You probably do the same thing too. And you didn't see yeah. the person. So we, we, human beings love doing that because it's a protective thing, right? Yeah. It's a protective. So we want to protect our soul. So we kind of make everything about me. So if we just change that word that I'm going on, I work this hard for 16, 20 weeks, whatever it is, to go on and show the package, the, how I put together this symmetry, this balance. And they're going to give me feedback yeah. on what I can do better. Because, you know, in bodybuilding, man, I've worked with, you know, I've worked with Jay Cutler and Ronnie. And the thing about them, when they were at the, when, when Jay was at his peak winning the Olympia, you know, he was never satisfied with the package he, he brought. Yeah. It's always a work in progress. Yeah. So it, it's a work in progress, man. This this sport is one, there's no there's no destination. You're not gonna get anywhere. So don't even worry about trying to get perfect because there is no yeah. place to get to. So it if, so if I get these questions, if I get the question like that from someone, my answer to them should be work on making that vehicle that you're gonna take to the stage the best it can be and stop worrying yeah. about the emotional side of it. Stop worrying about the it. personal, eliminate the personal side of it. Because when, just ask them, and ask them too, when you go to the stage, uh, when you were in the audience looking at that person on stage, what are you thinking about them? Are you That's going right. back going, geez, I wonder what they're like. I wonder what they're, no, you're looking at your body going, geez, that peck. Oh yeah, that's a good peck. That's yeah. a good peck. They're not going, oh, fool, geez, I wonder what his personal life is like. You know, but it's hard to, this. but it's hard to, I mean, the line is blurry though. Right. Because I know what you're saying. I agree with you hundred percent. When you're looking at the stage, you're not going, uh, yeah, Jay Cutler looks like this, this, and this. You're like, you're like that physique looks like you're yeah. saying his name, but really you just mean his objectively his body. So I do understand what you're That's saying, right. but at the same time, when it's yeah. you yourself, yeah, hard to, cause whether they're judging the vehicle or they're judging the personality, the vehicle yeah. is still mine. Yes. Right. So they're still judging me. They're not judging my personality. They're judging my physical appearance. That's right. Keep it but that way. can be, but that can be still threatening to someone. Cause they're like, I worked, look, Alvin, I worked for a whole year on this physical vehicle that you're talking about. Yeah. So even though they're not attacking me as a person, yeah. if they say, well, your legs are shit. Yeah. That's still, it's still an attack on me, isn't it? Like it's still, or is it just, or is it just telling me to get my ass back to the gym and get to work? It's bingo. And if you're a true competitor, that's how you're going to take it. If you're a true competitor, you're going to take it that way. When you're taking it personal, you're not a competitor anymore. Okay. You're not. And, and as, even as a professional, professionals yeah. don't take shit. It's a mercenary They go in there and, and do a job They execute and, and okay, cool. One person's opinion, my legs. Okay, I need to build my legs up. Cool, that's good information. You know, and, and the thing about it is when, when you're getting on that stage, okay, so you're 100% right. The line is gray. Why? Because we're human beings. Yeah. We don't like to be vulnerable. So everything somebody says, and, and forget bodybuilding, let's move it to our personal life. 
the minute somebody says something, we start thinking, what do you, it's, it's, it's about, what do you say? What, what did you say that for? And it's about, it's, yeah. we, we're, 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 we are genetically wired to protect the ego. Yeah. So, so you're right, it is blurred, but we have to train ourselves to realize that this is a sport, this is my profession, and this is my personal life. You don't know me personally. Yeah. So you can say whatever you want, because at the end of the day, that audience member is also paying the ticket. Yeah. And they're going to pay your sponsorship. They're going to, you're right. So let That's them right. have opinions. That's, That's what they're right. paying for. Let them have it. That's a beautiful sentiment, but it's hard. Yeah. It kind of leads me, it kind of leads me to my next point, which is how do you think social media plays into this? Because when we, me and you were working together, yeah. There was, you know, there was Facebook and stuff, but it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. Now it's kind of everything. So how does, how does somebody deal with the pressure of, okay, not only are the judges judging me, yeah. but I got to post these photos on social media because listen, the bottom line is you need a social media account yeah. and followers and all this stuff. And you have to be engaged to get these sponsorships. Yeah. So now not only are the judges judging me and the fans in the stands judging me, but I get judged on a daily basis. Yeah. through my Instagram and I don't always like the comments Alvin so how do I deal with them how do I deal with the people that write your shit I don't know what you're doing just retire just quit just why are you doing a show it's pointless these people are at, on a daily basis they're there and I know they don't sometimes they don't mean anything but how do I deal with it because it's getting to me yeah so what people say to me actually yeah. and I'm not just going to speak in the third person like or or about other people even myself yeah people think that Oh, pros got it all figured out. I don't got it all figured out. Yeah. When I got a hundred comments on a picture and mm -hmm. five of them are fucking ignorant. Yeah. How do I deal with those? Do I delete them? Do I comment back? Do I block the person? Uh, what, 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 what is, what is that supposed to mean to me? How is that supposed to affect me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do I deal yeah. with that? Yeah, I totally, totally get it. So again, remember, our, we're wired as by default to take things personally. That's number one. And the big thing I want to underline here, and you're, you're kind of saying it is, self-mastery is not easy. You are going against every grain of genetic fiber that is a human being. So what I'm asking for is this person to train their ass. This is training, just like you've trained your body. This is training because it's going against everything that's genetically put in us to protect ourselves. So yeah. it's not going to be easy. Anything I'm telling you is fucking not easy. It, it, listen, I work daily to get myself in that mindset piece because you're going against culture, you're going against upbringing, you're going against all these things that you've wired for a bunch of decades and you got to try to unwire it. So that, that's one. And number two is as I get older now and I, you know, I always wish for wisdom, you know? So Here's what I realized, and it's, this sounds like a can, you can find this on some quote or something, but at the end of the day, here's what I realized. When I'm in the arena, getting beaten, bruised, putting, being vulnerable, you're yeah. in the seat. You're in the seats. You can say anything because yeah. you're not being out, you're not out here. You ever notice that the people who are at your level yeah. never have anything negative to say about you? They have great feedback. Because That's right. Because they're in too. They're yeah. being vulnerable. If I if I'm at home, geez, you know, uh, if you again you're watching the Raptors this this uh, this past game game five, oh why didn't he? Why was he in the corner? Why didn't Nick Nurse do this? What we can all say that man, but you're not in the game. You're not yeah. the guys in the game have no emotions. 
But yeah. oh, we're over here, you know, doing what we do. So at the end of the day, what I love for that is that, you know, I put the videos out every day. And I get people coming back, oh, you're lighting, you know, you maybe should do it this way. Maybe. I don't give a shit. It's not about you, man. I've got five likes, I'm good at that. i got 50 likes, I'm good at that too. I don't care who watches and who doesn't watch because it's about me growing. I'm growing every day by doing those videos. And there's few, there's five, six, 10, 20 people might give me private message. That's good, it's helping one or two people. I don't expect to please everybody at the end of the day. And, and you should never, I mean, look at Jesus, Scott. You know, if you believe in, in the religion, got put up on the cross. I mean, the Gandhi, Martin Luther King has haters, Mandela. Okay, but let okay, but wait a minute. Let me stop you. So let's let's. I want to bring it back to a, a an actual point where yeah. I can use the advice daily. So right. we're going to use me for an example because okay, yeah. I don't want to say people. I'm going to make this very specific. Yeah. So I post a picture. I get a yeah. hundred comments. Yeah. Five of the comments are just, oh, you're on steroids. Oh, you suck. Oh, you're old. You just might as well quit. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever the, whatever the saying, right? Most yeah. of the time, I feel like what you're saying is how I feel. I don't give a shit. You're sitting in the fucking stands. You're not doing shit with your life. Yeah. You're, you don't mean anything. But, you know, yeah. you have a day where you're like, you kind of woke up on the wrong yeah. side of the bed. You're not feeling as confident. You're not feeling as... Your self-esteem's not as high someday, and then you get one of these comments. And maybe it starts to get at you. Yeah. So how, yeah. how do I deal with these people? Do I, do I delete their comment? Do I leave their comment? Do I pretend it doesn't exist? Do I let it, like, how do I deal with it on, in that day where it's just such a shitty day that that person actually may have gotten to me? Yeah. Okay, again, good question. Don't, it depends on your personality. And you're 100% right. What I'm, again, what I'm saying, I want all your listeners to realize that what I'm saying, it takes work. It's a work in progress. One day you will be vulnerable, like tender, open to criticism. You're not going to be this strong person constantly. So it's going to happen. But yeah. hopefully it's one, two days out of the month. Yeah. And, and just, that's fair enough. So now, that's one thing is realizing that it, what I'm saying, there is zero. It's almost like someone in your business, in your area saying, is there a way to get abs in six in a week? You know, I'm, I'm 30 pounds overweight. I'm going to get, you know, six pack abs in a week. It's impossible. It takes work. It takes time. Yeah, so all yeah. it takes time. That's number one. It takes time. Number two is, is realizing that, you know, you're going to have those days and it depends on the decisions you make to either delete that comment to keep that comment or to do whatever with it, kind of reply back. It's going, the worst thing I think, in my opinion, the worst thing you can do is reply back because it's a never ending. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. As people looking onwards, they're yeah. watching this show and you become part of the. It's a train wreck that everybody wants to watch unfold. It's a circus. <laughs> it's a circus and there's no end to it, man. There's yeah, no yeah. end to it. Yeah. Because I'm watching, you know. If you go off, I'm watching that. I'm going, oh, what's he going to say next? <laughs> I want to see, I want to see food. I'd lose his fucking mind. <laughs> right. And I might even snap, I might even take a picture of that thing. So yeah, yeah. Keep it, right? so, so in yeah. case you delete it, I want to yeah, see that's it. That's right. That's right. That's right. Some friends too. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, the worst thing you can do is follow it up. The next thing you do, depending on the mood you're in, sometimes I leave some stuff up too. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Let's say I posted something, some guy put a laugh thing. It wasn't a thing. I was going, what's a joke? I wasn't joking, actually. But it was yeah, a yeah. laugh thing. So my mind was, did I delete this guy? But I left it, and I left him up there. Yeah. You know, it depends on the mood you're in. You're, we're humans. So this steel face thing, it's, it, but it's so, a work in progress. So basically you're saying, and, and this is, I think, something I struggle with, is you're saying it's okay to be weak from time to time. Just don't fucking act on it. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Take that breather, take that breather, or, or if you're going to act on it, depending on the day, if it's really, if a really open day, like some wounds are open, delete it. If that's yeah. the mood you're in, delete yeah. it on that day because it works. Yeah. I think the most important takeaway from that is it's okay to feel shitty sometimes. Cause I feel like yeah. honestly, there's sometimes where I'll let one of those fucking trolls get to me. Yeah. And I feel bad about myself. Yeah. Not because of what they said. I can give a shit what they said. I feel bad because I let it get to me. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not supposed to let this stuff get to you. And then it, it's like a vicious circle. Like I feel bad yeah. about myself yeah. because I let them get to me. That's right. But I guess if I just take your advice and say, it's okay if I feel a little weak, just don't get involved in the nonsense and just let it go. So that's. Yeah. And you see, you and you said it's sometimes. You didn't say it's all the time. Sometimes. No. Yeah. It's just very rare. Yeah very rare see yeah. but let those time let those rare times come in and you know what i started doing myself i started becoming aware of it is sometimes i don't know if you get this and i'm sure a lot of people do you start going on meeting you're you know scrolling and yeah. the minute the, here's my strategy the minute i start to judge so i went on with good intention you know i'm just gonna search and say oh what the, the fuck is he putting that up for <laughs> what's she doing Right, you start. Yeah. You, you, you get this narrative running. Every picture. Yeah. What, what's that? Who the fuck would put that up? Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> next one you do. The minute you start to get off, get off, because you Why? What does that? What? What does that mean? What does that mean when you're doing that? Well, you're you're getting into the narrative, the negative narrative. The the ego starts to get bruised, and you start to compare. You're comparing. You're making yourself feel better by oh, going over. Oh, I get it. So you're fucking. Okay. So you're telling people their pictures are shit. You're not actually writing it, but in your mind, you're saying, yeah. what is this exactly. picture? But it's really just because you're comparing yourself and trying to make yourself feel better. better yeah. I never even connected that. Yeah. I never even. That's your time. That's your signal to get off because it's not going to go anywhere good. Because you tell me, once you get into that state, good luck getting out of that state. That's so crazy that you said, I never even put those two together. I just yeah. thought. I was being my same old asshole self. I didn't no. think I was, I didn't no, think I was like. Cause remember you didn't go on, you didn't, you didn't open it up to be in that state. You opened no. it up to just check. That's right. But two minutes later, you're like, fuck is that? Who would put that up? You I know, see. I see. You know what? Every picture, it's like, funny that actually, I'm sorry to cut you off, but that actually, that's a, it's a really interesting point. And it actually leads me to my next question. I had, it's a topic I had because it's, it's actually really important to me because um, I don't know if it's just bodybuilding, but I feel like people are wired to be negative and yes. I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's me culturally or, I mean, I had a good upbringing. I'm not saying anything to do with my childhood or anything, but I have a tendency to be negative. I have a tendency to be, to lean that way. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is how do we, how does somebody who's like that, try and break that cycle like I don't want to be I don't want to be negative anymore I want to be I want to okay look everybody has these thoughts coming to their mind or things happen to them in life right 
Um, for example, let's say I run a sale and I'm selling my clothing, right? You know, I have a clothing business and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say I sell a hundred pieces of apparel. Mm -hmm. My expectation or my brain works in a way that I would say, fuck, why can't I sell 200? This guy over here is selling clothing and he's selling in the thousands. Why am I only selling in the hundreds or in the dozens? And I have a tendency to think like that instead of what I would like to think is a oh, hundred pieces. That's pretty good. I'm proud of myself. Let's try and grow it from here. Mm-hmm. Like how do I eliminate that negative in the, the instinct to negatively go first? Like the, the first thought is negative. Yeah. You got to work back from that. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah. Oh, I get you. I get you. Here's the thing. All right. So, um, the brain is separated into three sections. Let's talk about just two, conscious and subconscious. When you first, the conscious we control, that's my choice, I can do, I can focus on this, I can focus on that. The more though, what I feed goes deeper. The more I feed this thing, it goes deeper. So your tendency, as you say, to be negative is a wired behavior from decades of practice, you okay. practice that. Okay. okay, so this new this new thought. See, when you practice being negative before, it was your survival mechanism in your environment. Growing up, you grew up with dudes who were you attack each other. You know, again, I'm yeah, Jamaican. yeah, of so course. We're rough. we're rough, man. You gotta be, t- you gotta be, yeah. you gotta have a verbal t- toughness to survive. That's right. But what that does, that teaches you. You trained yourself, so. I often tell people, my wife is so amazingly kind. I have to practice who she gets up being. Okay. Like this kindness stuff, you know, sometimes when we, when we were together, you said, why don't you put something up controversial or, and for it, I had to practice because I grew up practicing the negative stuff so much that it, it affects me. So I have to practice being a good person yeah. because by nature, I'd like to attack you. I'd like to verbally attack you. I'd like to, you know, that's what I practice. Yeah, so yeah. I have to practice wiring myself to be, to. I think about everything I write. I think about everything I say, especially with my kids. I'm four kids. I have to watch what I say because what you say has such massive effect on yeah. your partner. It has an effect on your kids. I have to do thinking, conscious thinking about what I say and who I am and how I talk to even my employees that work with me. Yeah. It's conscious because trust me, the instinct, the trigger was to attack. Yeah. But I have to, so what I'm getting at with yourself to change, you have to be reminding yourself that I practice the previous behavior for survival in my environment worked because around my boys, I had to be in a, you know, I'm the, now I'm, I'm attempting to rewire. That's going to take time. It's take so you're time. saying, okay, I kind of know what you mean. So sometimes I would think things negatively so yeah. that when the positive outcome happened, yeah, I was happy instead of expecting the positive outcome and then getting the negative yeah. and being disappointed. You know what and I mean? Let, yeah. And let's rewire that back. Let's go back to the, I go back to our, our um, factory settings. Remember vulnerability is something we're not good at. We don't yeah. want our ego to be hurt. So what do I want to do? I want to be negative to protect my ego. That's right. That's why some people say, I don't believe in goals. Yeah. yeah, you don't believe. Although they set the damn goals every day. 
Yeah. I mean, just to just to get up and freaking get to work is a goal. Yeah. But but the thing is, they don't set goals because they're afraid of being disappointed. Yeah. So yeah. Well, that way, don't, but that way there is no disappointment. Because if you, don't, if you don't if you don't set the goal, there's no disappointment. So in a way, you're 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 living negatively. And I've yeah. done that. I've done that with some things. But obviously, I've able to. I'm able to set my own goals and try and chase them. But mm-hmm. so you're saying the crux of the problem is I've been thinking this way for so long that now that I want to be in a positive space, I can't just snap my fingers and get there. Nope. I have to actually practice the same way as training my body. Yep. It's a, it's a nervous system. Remember something too. We are wiring a nervous system. It's not just, I feel like doing it. No, we are wiring. If golfers do it, boxers do it. The way when I watch you work out, you're wired to do a squat a certain way. It's very, it would be very difficult to change your squat right now because you've wired your nervous system to do it. So the same thing as how we think, the same thing as how we speak, the quick trigger that you have when someone comes at you, you know, we, we yeah. wire it. We but wire that's so, but yeah. that's so much work, Alvin. Like you have, right. but, wait, <laughs> but wait a minute, honestly, though, think about it. You have a million thoughts a day. Yeah. And if you're inherently a negative person, like I don't want to say I'm a negative person. It's the wrong way to say it. I'm not a negative yeah. person, but I tend to protect myself by thinking in the negative thought first. Yep. If you're inherently, if you inherently think that way, then I mean, you're constantly fighting with your brain because every time yep. I have a thought, I have yes. to now stop, go back yep. and yes. tell myself to think about it differently. Yes. That sounds yeah. really, that sounds really tiring. Okay. But here's the, here's the thing Fuad. I wanted to end up. Okay. So my father, he died alone. He died in an unmarked grave. We put a we put a we put a a, a name on the it was a plaque. Yeah. Two weeks later, somebody found him two weeks later, because he he was a uh, he wasn't a good man, a good character. Yeah. How do I I think that about myself? How do I want to end up? Do I want to? So the goal is how do you? What's your outcome? If you don't mind living in the moment when you're young you have a lot of energy man i could i could hold grudges i could yeah because i'm young Who gives that's a shit, right man? that's I, right yeah I as you get older the energy wanes dude it wanes and you start to look at who's my partner what i'm around i want my home to be my my, my sanctity this is where i come to when, when outside's bad i want to come home and have this be my peace that's true you don't want to come in fight inside so what's your outcome that's what everybody wants to think about is it's when you're young, man, shit, you can do all of that stuff. You got a lot of energy to fight in the house, out the house. So as you get older, it's like, you're, shoot, I want to come home and just chill. Dude, right? you're so, so right. Like, you're so right. When I was young, I could hold a grudge for fucking years. Dude. Now dude, when I get, <laughs> if I get mad at somebody now, the tension bothers me so much. I have to fix it. That's what I'm saying. So it, it's a lot of work for that, but, the other piece, remember, I grew up just holding, man, we, my brothers and sisters, we did literally sit in the house and, and hate on each other for weeks or months. <laughs> oh, God, it, but I had the yeah. energy to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Now, it's, it's, I'm 51 now. Okay, okay. So we have yeah. to, so we literally, that sounds like a lot of work, Alvin. So I literally have to just so think consciously, consciously. It's not, though. That's, listen. Consciously changing every thought in your mind is a lot harder than bodybuilding. 
Well, let me tell you, ask anybody who's trying to lose weight, even 10 pounds, they'll tell you that's a lot of work to be you. I guess, like, I guess. I, the gym, I see you in the gym, you're intense. Yeah. You're yeah. intense through injuries, you've gone through injuries, you've gone to your back, and that's a lot of work. That's I guess I have, to, I have to try and maybe channel that, that focus I have for bodybuilding, channel it in my brain. And just think about, think about, think about Fuad at 50. Yeah. What does, and, and you want Summer to be your partner at 50 and have yeah. a really good time traveling the world. Just have a really good connection with her. You guys yeah. are talking, growing things together. And it's a nice place to come when all these haters are doing what they do. You come home and it's your, it's your peace. Yeah. Right. And coming home being bothered. Um, I wanted to touch on some entrepreneurial things because I know you're big into entrepreneurship. I mean, all of your, I mean, you have many businesses, so you're definitely an entrepreneur by nature. Yeah. Um, I, I want to touch on some pitfalls of entrepreneurship that I've run into myself and you've, I know you've seen them yep. some from the past and some currently, but, um, from the past, for example, I'll say this, and this may help some people coming up. So I know you remember I came, used to do the t-shirt thing before in the past, yeah. or I would try and do, uh, oh, I'm going to try and do webinars, or I would do all these little things that I thought would be a, a good addition to my bodybuilding career in the business of bodybuilding. Yeah. I was always the kind of person where if a thousand people didn't buy my t-shirts yeah. first weekend, yeah. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And I think that's a result of when your body, but when you're a bodybuilder, you control your body physically. You can control what happens and you can usually see a change immediately. Yeah. It may not be the, the ultimate goal that you're shooting for, but I can see like I lost five pounds or my bench went up five pounds or something like that. So I was expecting that in the business side of things. So my pitfalls in the beginning were, I didn't sell a thousand shirts. Fuck it. It's not worth it. I don't want to do it. So how do you, what do you say to somebody starting out as an entrepreneur who's starting their own business, whether it be in bodybuilding or any other, any other aspect, how do you go through the start of your business when nobody knows who you are? Nobody wants to try your product. Word of mouth hasn't gotten out there yet. I mean, the, those growing pains, how do you get through that and keep going? Yeah. All right, so here's one thing we have to realize. When I make my first post, let's talk about this social media. People see it and they go, what's this guy about? Nobody follows me. But day 60, they come on, they might stop for a second because they see you still at it. Uh, uh, maybe I'll read it like a line. That's it, right? They move, uh, <laughs> not, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. Day... day Month five. Oh, fuck, he's still up here doing this shit? <laughs> still right, at it, yeah. Maybe I'll give it a listen then. Nah, oh, fuck it. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So they listen. But no likes. No likes. No. Day 365. Oh, he's still. Okay, let me, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just listen to the end of it this time. Yeah. It's not bad. I don't like it. Two years later, I don't like that one. You know, so what I'm getting at is, it's trust. We are, we don't want to jump on somebody's bandwagon if we don't know we can trust them to continue to take me on that ride. Because yeah. when I buy into hostiles, when yeah. I buy into a hostile brand or a Fuad himself, I want to know if Fuad's going to show up tomorrow. I yeah. don't want to jump on the bandwagon, get to like you, and then you're done in two months. So I wait. Ah, wait a minute. I, I just, I never fucking realized that. 
Yeah. Again, again, this goes back to the beginning of our conversation. I was thinking about it in terms of me. Yeah. Why don't they like, why don't they like me? Why didn't they buy all of my shirts? Yeah. You just made more sense of it. You said it's about them. They don't trust that you're going to be here tomorrow. That's right. I'm not going to buy your hostel if I can't wear it next year. That's right. If next year your fucking brand is gone, throwing that in the garbage. You know what's a good example? That is my YouTube. Yeah. Because once in a while I'll put up like 20 YouTube videos and then they won't get like a million views and I'll decide I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. But it's because the people watching don't trust me because they know my pattern. Oh, he puts up 20 videos and then he's gone. I'm not going to watch it. I didn't even think of it in those terms because I'm so. Trust. You know what's crazy, trust. Alvin? I'm such a fucking selfish asshole that everything, everything I think about is me first. I didn't think that the customer. Yeah. This explains the anxiety as well because it's about you turn it into me. Anxiety is about me. The, the camera is on me. When it's, I didn't know one gives a shit like. Kawhi Leonard, I care about him scoring a basket. I don't give a shit yeah. about his life. You know what, right though? Now. That's funny. It's funny you said that. I'll get back to the business thing in a minute, but it's funny you said that because I just said to my wife the other day about the anxiety. Yeah. Because we were talking about it, and she, I don't know I don't know how it came up, but she was like, you know, what made it better, blah, 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 and how come you're doing better now? And I said, you know what? It was Alvin said one thing to me that will never – I mean, we've discussed so much shit, but yeah. there's one thing you said to me that will never, ever leave my brain, and that was – Cause I said to you, I feel weird when I walk into a restaurant, I feel like everybody's watching me and that makes my anxiety worse. Cause I don't want people watching me when I'm like eating or just trying to be alone with my wife or whatever. Yeah. And you said, do you think people give a shit about you that much? Yeah. You said to me, if I see you walk into a restaurant, I might look and go, Oh, that guy's huge. Or, Oh, that guy's a juice head or, Oh, whatever. But that's it. It's a it's a thirty second thought, and it's gone. I don't think about you again. I'm done with you. I'm talking to my wife next. I'm done with you. That's right. That's right. It's just it's amazing how the mind works, and how you are able to put all this onus on yourself when really people are living their own lives and they don't and they don't care. But it's. But going back to the business side of things, it really is important what you said. I never thought that it was about trust. Yeah. If I can't trust you for it, I'm not going to buy. If Nike came out and, and they told me, oh, Nike's out, then I don't see them for like, they closed down now. They're in you Yeah, know, yeah. I'm not Because I'm going to wear your shit if you're not around anymore. That's right. I buy into you because I want to buy into a tribe. I want to buy into something that I want to believe in, hostile. And I'm way out. Ten years later, I'm handing that down to my kid, and it's it's just this alma mater that I'm buying into. And I know they're gonna always be there when I'm weak. I know you're gonna be there, right? Yeah. When I'm when I'm feeling like shit, I know I can count on. Oh, he's gonna be. I can lean over here and get it. So right? what you're. So, so what you're saying, and the most important part for all the entrepreneurs listening or people that want to start a business or do anything is you have to earn people's trust. Yeah. That's but it's it. not, but, but see, I always thought of that when I thought of that, I knew that, but I thought of it in terms of, I have to earn their trust by putting out a, a quality product. Like I make yeah. sure my t-shirts are really high quality or my hats are yeah. made right or whatever. Like the designs mm-hmm. are done right. 
I never yeah. thought about trust in terms of, are you going to be here tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. why I buy it? Why should I remember if you're asking me my $20 an hour job, whatever you're asking me to take money out of my income to invest in you, yeah. invest in your product. For yeah. What? What am I going to get out of it? Uh, something I can wear for? And then, we're, oh, what's that? Oh, this was this guy. He did this thing for a month, and now he's not uh, here anymore. But I like his shirt. I no, see. No, you don't. They want to realize that. Oh, that's hostile. Yeah, I've seen that around. It's been around for ten years. That's why people put estimated established since you know nineteen sixty three Levi's or whatever the hell, right? Yeah. They, they put established because yeah. that's important. That's important to to know you're going to show. Take your take a personal relationship. If Summer couldn't count on you being there. She would never be with you still. Because if you're flighty here and there, she'd never invest in you. Yeah. You'd, you'd be, right? That's a, but, that's a little different, though, because it's easy to know that that person's counting on you. Mm, I didn't, um, I, I, I just, well, easy for me. Like, I always, yeah. I, I, I guess I just look at a different, I look at the relationship with my wife differently than I look at my business, which is yeah, not necessarily, I mean, Maybe I should look at them the same. Like you still have to earn yeah. your customer base's trust and, and oh, show them that you're there for the long haul. Business is straight trust. Yeah. For me to get my dollar out of my pocket and give it to you, it's trust. See, I knew that. Like it's, it's weird. I knew that. But I always thought, like I said, I thought of it in terms of the material you're using or your customer service or those kind of things. I didn't think of it in terms of the, just being around. But yeah. So basically what you're saying is for guys that are starting, you just have to go through the shit until yeah. people believe in you. Yep. And and remember also the thing about going through the shit is the shit gets better. Yeah. As you go through the shit, your iterations of it get better and better. And then they know more is coming. So, you know, you take some have you ever seen some really good quality shit that never makes it, but some shitty shit makes it because they're always putting stuff out? That's that's what I mean. Because I even even social media guys, I've seen some guys out there that I can mention who are making a million dollars a year, but yeah. they're consistent. And some guys who should make a million, but they're not because they're not consistent. I see. It's tough yeah. though, because I think the part of that that hurts you is your emotions and your vulnerability and your ego. Yeah, because your ego I, look, I'll use myself again. Your ego gets to you. You put something out. And you think it's really good. Like, I really like this design. I put it on a really quality shirt. Uh, I gave a, a good price point, blah, blah, blah. Why is it not flying off the shelf? Why did I sell 30 when I should have sold 300? Yep. So then your ego starts to go, oh, maybe this is not for you. That's when the self-doubt creeps in. And you're like, right. oh, maybe this business thing's not for you. Maybe you shouldn't sell t-shirts. Maybe you should just stick to bodybuilding. Maybe like that's the and then that kills me like it just and then that in the past see now i'm enduring it yeah i'm at a point now where i think i've grown as a person and now i'm yeah. like no no i don't care if i sell 30 shirts or three shirts yeah i'm gonna endure this shit because i yeah. want to right but i think in the past what it was was oh this hurts my feelings i don't want to do it anymore yeah i don't want i don't want to feel this i don't want to feel this pain yeah you know what i yep. mean so you just said it, you just said the human nature kicked in and we don't want to feel the pain because in your brain, see in your brain, the pain of being ostracized or being vulnerable 
they've, they've shown it lights up the same pathways as physical pain. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Physical pain. So you're trying to protect yourself. 100%. And wow. it shows not feeling physical pain. Remember, it lights up the same pathway. So it doesn't have to, pain is, you know, take, take, I've heard somebody say, take somebody when they put you on anesthetics. Yeah. It's actually no medication. You just, just, you just shut your brain off and you can yeah. cut somebody open. Yeah. Right. So the signal of pain in your brain that's wired, being vulnerable, wires the same pathways as physical pain. So we don't want to feel that. So we'll do anything we can. That's crazy to think. Um, so why is it that when I have self-doubt, like when I'm eight weeks out from a show, I'm like, oh, maybe yeah. I'm not going to be in shape. Maybe I have these, all these self, self-doubt thoughts. Yeah. Why is it that I can just close my eyes and keep doing the cardio and keep training and keep doing this and keep, why is it that I'm wired that way when it comes to that kind of self-doubt? But then when it comes to self-doubt in business or entrepreneurship, I don't have that same push through anyway. You know, knowing you personally, so here's my, here's my, this is a personal thing that I would say. You have, you have a bar that's really high and it's called your brother, your siblings. They've set a high bar for you. So when you don't hit that bar, it's tougher. Bodybuilding, they're not in that field. So you own that space in oh. your world. Right in business, you don't own that space. Right, that that bar has been set for you. So when the minute you have a disappointment in that space, there's a bar that you measure it by, and you're like, "Fuck it, Uh, maybe I'm not a business person." Like you didn't finish the sentence though. Uh, Like your successful brother, because I know he's successful. Yeah. Uh, So you have you have a bar that you uh, you want to hit. That that's it's it's a it's a big bar. They set a big bar for you because he's super successful. I see. So, so you have to, at the same time as trying to manage your pains, you have to manage your expectations yeah. as well. And and put it in put it in context because if if he entered fitness, yeah, he'd have a long way to catch up to you because he's right. paid to do. Right? What's the quote? It takes twenty years. If anybody entered, they couldn't catch you right now. That's because, right. Because because they didn't put in the time. That's they right. Got time, man. They got to put that in to get the body. And never, it's funny. We never think of it that way. Cause you're hundred percent right. He's been in business and, and I don't want to use my brother because I mean, we're gonna, but it, yeah. just for the sake of the conversation, but so anybody can use anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in business for 20 years. I, I think 20 now, 25 maybe yeah. anyway. And I'm literally just starting. So it'd be like today, if he came to me and said, I want to be a pro bodybuilder, I would laugh at him. Yeah. And I would be like, well, yeah. I'll see, I'll see you in uh, 10 years. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so, you still not even catch me yet. Yeah. Right? That's like me. That's like me going to him and saying, I want to be a millionaire. He would laugh at me and yeah. be like, okay, well, a- make your first thousand first. That's right. That's and right. Then, and then, he, but then, you know, the thing is he, again, you, and the problem, the issue is you look up to him. Yeah. You, he's, he's, he's a role model for you. That's right. So, that's right. so you're going to judge yourself by him and it's, it's not right, but that's what we do. Yeah. Right? You know, when we experience that loss. Yeah. Um, we've been on for about an hour. I don't want to keep you forever, but I want to get some, I want to get a couple quick hitters from you. Yeah. What is the, okay. So Alvin is a, what would, what would exactly be your physical title? A massage therapist or an osteopath or where, what is it exactly? Um, now, you know, the word I'm I've always using, I'm using is I want to coin my own word because I don't do any of that. 
I want my, my, I'm an integrated peak performance consultant. So basically what I do is I take an integration of everything and I want to, my goal is to get you fucking rocking, man. I, I want to get, I really am interested in getting a, not every, on a mass scale, yeah, a lot of people, but our, the people that I work with intimately, I want to mind, body, soul, man. I want to get you optimal. So I'm a, yeah. I'm a peak performance consultant. Okay. So I, I want to, okay. So basically you're helping people with, if an athlete comes to you, you're helping them with injury. You're helping them mentally. You're getting them prepared for the stage in all aspects. You see, and here's the reason why I want to move away from titles. Because if you've gone to an osteopath, they do a certain thing. You think you're going to get that from me. You're not. If you went to a massage therapist, you think you're going to get this from me. You're not. If you went to a, you know, whatever, you put me in a box. I don't want to be in that yeah. box. I want to be in my own box. Yeah. So I created my own box because at the end of the day, you're not getting any of what you thought. Yeah. I look at the nervous system and how you function. I look at the anatomy, the physiology, the organs, I, the, the cranial system. I jam them all together. And I also throw in meridians and nutrition. And so I want to be in my own box. And I've always been that way. So I, I, that's what I call myself, a peak performance, integrated peak performance consultant. So. Okay. What is, what is the craziest injury you've seen a professional athlete in any, in any genre? Because I know you've dealt with some UFC fighters as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is the craziest injury you've seen an athlete come back from? Come back from? Well, that'd probably be, you know, Ronnie is one and you, you're another quad tears and over the years, so many different things that you've come, quad pec tear, separation. Like yeah, that, not, not heavy, not heavy duty. But yeah, yeah. Dimple, yeah, you know, you can see the separation of piece of it. Yeah. So things that I've seen them come back from where it's like, wow. And some people missing a quad. They're missing the rectus from Mars. Whereas, uh, you know, they go to pose and it's bunched up. And so, yeah. you know, I've seen a lot of that. And Ronnie's the biggest one, you know, like he's, he's the guy with his lat. When I first met Ronnie in 2007, his right lat was, looks like, it looked like when you let ear out of a tire slowly. Yeah, yeah. Like it was gone, you know? Do you, so, do you think knowing Ronnie and being in the field you're in, but also for those of you who don't know, Alvin was a competitive boxer for a long time, uh, almost at the Olympic level, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's my so, goal, my goal. so knowing Ronnie and knowing the competitive side of sports as well, mm-hmm. what would you say to people that say he did it the wrong way and he probably regrets it, or I would never want to be him or any of those things. What do you say? Do, do you think, do you think Ronnie, did what he should have done or do you think he should have done something different you know again uh, i talked to ronnie just recently actually not, not a little while ago he regrets nothing he yeah. regrets zero i think if he died tomorrow you'll be that with a smile what, on his face. i think we we all know that because we we've heard yeah. him say it in some of the documentaries but what yeah. do you think as a as a physician right. but also an athlete would you be yeah. able to go that road or would you have done things differently Okay, so let's take that over into what I'm doing now. A lot of people say, I mean, why don't you take it easy? And, you know, Fuad, sometimes I think to myself, you know, oh, it's such a pain in the ass running this business and managing people, and why don't you? I mean, you get everything. You get your back stroked, and you're getting, you know, money is there. Why? Why? It's such a pain in the ass. But I wouldn't do it any other way. I would not change a damn thing. Yeah. Because it's just to think of the opposite, which is doing less. I'm sorry. It just, it doesn't work. So you're saying, 
So you're saying the struggle that Ronnie went through or the struggle that you're going through, you've put on yourself purposely. And continue to do it. So it's almost like people like us. Yeah. Because I'm kind of in that same boat too. So people, <laughs> people like us are doomed to never be happy. Is that what you're saying? Never be settled. <laughs> satisfied. We're never happy. to be satisfied. We're happy, but never be settled. Yeah. Right? But we that's do really, have to. Yeah. But that's really frustrating. You know that, right? is but man we wouldn't change it we you're right it. I, you're right it's i do enjoy the challenge of figuring out yeah. something new i gotta change yeah see because part of me part of me feels like sorry go, go ahead i'll say that again you won't agree to go lawn bowling with me later on so we won't change <laughs> we but part of me thought there would be a day where I could just put my fucking feet up and be like, well, I did it and it's everything. And I just want to watch TV until the end. Right. And you know, the end would come about an hour after that. They're finding the chair, the feet up there. <laughs> so, because I've talked to, listen, I've talked to uh, entrepreneurs who have made millions, like yeah. no mortgage. I mean, they hit the mark that everybody says they would do. If I made a million, I would quit. They yeah. did. Yeah. Their wife, get the hell out of here. Go find something to do. And they went yeah. back to work with three months. It does not in your DNA, man. There's some people who, was made, who were made to contribute bigger. They said, well, we love shit. I know a guy who works at the postal office. He's owned by one. He's in his pool. He's good. Yeah. I'm like, nah, dude, I run. That's like, that gives me hives, man. I can't yeah. even do that. So, so and I think everybody should be like me. No, they don't need to be. So you're saying, do, you're saying the struggle of always chasing a new endeavor yeah. Is just in us and it's not going to go away. Good luck. Good luck trying to get rid of it. You know, then, it, I always say, I almost say it's like, get out of the closet. You know, really? you got to get out of the closet because you're trying to fool somebody. You're not, I, I write in my book. I said, you know, I used to, I used to kill myself because I would believe what people tell me. Yeah. You're working too hard that you're, you should be doing it because they love vacations. They, they, they work to get to a vacation. I, I can't wait to get back from a vacation to get going again. That's true. I, I can't help it. I tell you people, know, I just had this conversation with somebody. They're like, we're going on vacation for two weeks. I'm like, two weeks. I'm like, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. I'm like, I'm good for three days. And then I want to go home. <laughs> like, so. I'm telling you, seriously, my mom, my, my wife knows it. When I'm home for a time. The kids might like back to work. They literally yeah. tell me to get back. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is what I found. I used to fight it. I used yeah. to fight it because it, it, it's, it's what everybody's telling me you should be doing. So I figured there's something wrong with me. Right. Yeah. Well, cause society, society, even though society wants us to work. Yeah. Well, people in society feel like if you're working too hard, there's something wrong with you. And what do they call too hard? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Some people, me at work here, I had this one practitioner here ask me, so what do you do for fun? Yeah. Hang on, wait, wait a minute now. So you think what I'm doing, you think I chose something that's not fun yeah. for me? Yeah. This is my, what you call the four-letter word you call work. I call it, I call it fun, man. This is fun for me. Yeah. So you think, you think I'm, I wouldn't be here. Why would I choose to do this if it wasn't fun? Yeah. Like, yeah. I know, I know it's a work for you and you're going to get to a vacation. I'm on the vacation. Right? I see. I see. I didn't, yeah. uh. 
I guess the the one thing that you always said to me that has also also always stuck with me is you have to go through the fire to feel the to feel the glory on the other end and there's never glory without fire first so yeah that guy behind you right there over your left shoulder he said you know i want i want to what's it put in i forgot the word out go but put in the extra time now so we can live my life like a champion i want to suffer now my life suffer in the gym now suffer in the gym now so i can feel the glory later yeah no that's true so i want to i want to touch on one more thing before you go um You said something to me once about quitting. You said, I think there was a show coming up and I was feeling a little bit down about it. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this one. I might catch the next one. And you said to me something that's also stuck with me forever, which is if you quit once, you will always quit and it will get easier every time. Yeah. So explain that to those who don't kind of grasp it just as what it is. Okay, so I'm going to ask anybody listening to think about someone they know, friend, family, who have always quit them. And you tell me that they don't do that in every part of their life. Quit a diet, quit a relationship, quit a this, quit that. The quitting, the act of quitting, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So the minute you learn to do something, it gets easier to do it. And the flip is hard. I have a friend who who could never keep a promise, zero promise. I'm talking this person, he had five, they don't show up, you know, that kind of thing. They couldn't, they kept opening businesses and kept shutting it down, kept shutting it down because they can't keep promises. They yeah. can't in any area. Because you see the things, although you may, oh, you know, take for instance, someone who says, you know, when you pay me more, I'll start doing more. That's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. It's been proven. When you start doing more for less, like if you're getting $15 an hour but doing $100 an hour work, yeah, it sucks. But yeah. guess what? When you start getting paid a million, you're going to do this much work. You know what I mean? So don't think you're going to all of a sudden change your habits and be better, right? So, you know, I love the, once you quit, you're telling your brain, again, let's go back to everything goes back to your nervous system. The minute you quit, it's easier to quit. Just like getting old, for instance. The reason why you'll see me still dancing daughter at 51, you know, I'm dancing with her online or whatever, yeah. is the reason I, I know something. Once I stop, when I, once I say I'm too old and I stop doing the thing I love to do, yeah. it's that much harder to do it again and again yeah. and again. And then I get old. Once you get old in here, the rest follows. But, you, but I want to express to people also that you're not talking about big things only. Like some people, like some people think, um, let's say people want to quit smoking, right? Yeah. Yeah. They'll, okay, I'm going to quit smoking. And then a week will go by. It's yeah. not a priority to them. So like, oh, you know what? I'm going to smoke and I'll try quitting another time. Right. Just even though that's not harmful to you, I mean, smoking is harmful, but even though that's not like the end of the world. Yeah. I think it's kind of like you said, you're training yourself to quit. Yeah. yeah. So the worst part about that is not necessarily that you're going to start smoking again. The worst part about it is that you just said to your brain, yes, I'm not really committed to anything. It doesn't really That's matter. Right. I, I, can, right. I can quit whenever the fuck I want. And there's no consequence. I'm going to give you an example for it. And you notice in your profession, do you notice that when you're training for a competition, your, your entire life is on par, man. You are putting out videos. You are executing yep. like a month. Yep. You can't get the motivation to get out of bed. It's like, oh, 
I don't want to do that article. I don't want to do anything. In the off-season, yeah. In the off-season, everything goes down. When you're up, God, give me more. What what you got? I got to execute on. You're executing at the top level. When you're down, it's like sit down. So what you did at the top level is your brain goes into, there's a great quote that says, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. Yeah. Right? The person with a lot of time who's who's not executing ain't going to execute what you want to do anyways. It's just not in. So the, the execution of a person who's like, give me it. You you give them, you think, man, they must be too busy. Like my mentors, for instance, who are who are million. You call them and they got time. It's unbelievable. I mean, how do you have time? I thought you'd be too busy. But they, they make time because yeah. that's just the way it is, man. People, you ever talk to somebody who they don't have a job, they don't have, but they don't have time for like <laughs> nothing. <laughs> How do you not have time? I've been there. I've been there. (laughs) I've been there myself. Listen, exactly what you just said. The off season rolls around. I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. I got nothing. I'm really, I have nothing to do, but I can't find the time to do shit because I'm just. You're right. I'm in the. I'm in a mode where. Yeah. Just nothing's firing. Nothing firing, man. Yeah. The on season, you got training. Your schedule like jammed. You're like a million dollar company. You're. But I honestly, I think a lot of that's physiological too. I think, you know, the food we eat when we're in the off season, all the junk food, the McDonald's, whatever, it translates to the way uh, to our productivity versus when I'm dieting and I'm eating super clean and all that, that also, you know what I mean? So, however, listen to that though. This is what you said. What McDonald's represents that when you eat McDonald's, (laughs) you're in a funky mood. That's right. right? That's right. You're in a funky mood. So it's a mindset around McDonald's because I bet you what in the off season, if you ate clean in the off season, you'd be more productive as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because it, but it's a mindset. It's not the food. The food just presents it, it. The food does give you that lack of energy. There's no energy exchange in the food because it's yeah. fat and it's all that. But it's also the mindset. I, I feel like eating like. Oh, shit. so like, you're saying? Wait a minute. So you're so you're saying. I gave myself permission to eat McDonald's. That means I'm also giving myself permission to be a fat fucking lazy ass. That's right. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I get it. So I'm, I'm creating, I'm creating my world and McDonald's is saying to my brain, your world, your world is bullshit right now. You can take a break. It's a representation. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Well, if he's, See, guys, this is why I brought Alvin on. It's amazing how uh, over the years, speaking to Alvin, I have come to these small revelations that seem super obvious. And I've told him this before. It seems extremely obvious when we say these things to each other, but you just don't think of them. Somehow Alvin has a way of... uh, has a way of making your brain twist and think in a, in a, in a different light than you would normally. Like I would have never thought, I thought it was the shitty ingredients in the McDonald's food that were making me a lazy ass. I never thought to put together the, what it's representing. The, 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 okay. Let's put it as a, the, the shitty food is the cart. The brain's a horse. So you put the cart <laughs> in front of the horse, switch it around. Right. Cause yeah. One brain's, feels like being ignited. Yeah. The cart behind, right? Right now you you chose the shitty food uh consciously because you're in a shitty mood. So the food yeah. didn't come before the feeling. Yeah. The feeling came 
for the food. So it's kind of like, I know I'm going to, I feel like being a lazy ass tonight, just sitting around and watching a movie. So what I'm going to grab, eat? so I'm going to grab some McDonald's cause that's what yeah. I do when I want to be a lazy ass. That came after the thought. Yeah. That's right. That's right. McDonald's okay. After. It's not like somebody, you're like sitting there, like I'm motivated and someone sticks some food in your mouth cause you're sleeping. And you're like, oh, <laughs> right. Cause you did. Right. Yeah. Summer sneak food in your mouth. And you're yeah. like, oh fuck. I'm doing some shit now. Right? Cause it didn't, what did you do? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Right. So, the thought came before the you had to go up and get it. That's right. Um, okay, we're going to wrap it up, but I want to ask you, Alvin, is there anything, uh, any message you want to portray or anything you want to promote or where people can reach you before I let you go? Yeah, they can check out my site, you know, and uh, we got, I, I'm usually at Fuad Show, so you can come check me there, come up and uh, what is your my site? site. What is your site? Okay, journeytopersonalgreatness.com or the Center for Healing and Peopleformance.com. Okay. Right. They can go and check me out there, and uh, yeah, if I can help, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be working on putting together some seminars for the end of the year this year. I haven't. I want to get some seminars done this year, but I I want to be better than I did the first one. So that perfectionist kind of mentality have made me not be able to put out some seminars that I want to do. So stay in touch. I'm on Instagram as well, Alvin.B.Brown, and Journey Personal Greatness on Instagram. If you want to put up with my hear my shit every five days a week. <laughs> um, I, I, sp- I spit it out to you one minute a day and yep. just, just to light up the brain. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, okay, Alvin, I am going to let you go because we've been on for a little while, but I really, really appreciate your time. And, uh, okay. I hope, I hope everybody, uh, got a glimpse into my coach and, uh, how you've helped me over the years. So I hope that helps everybody else too. Awesome. I appreciate, uh, like I said to you online, I appreciate the opportunity, man, that you've done for me personally, put me in the MC, you know, all of those things up to build who I am today. So I appreciate it too. It's been great, Alvin. Um, I'm sure we'll talk again and we'll have you on soon. So until then, uh, thank you everybody for listening and uh, we'll see you soon. You got it, brother.